even with the fees associated with it, as an attorney who runs a very busy practice, the fees that Etsy takes makes it so much easier for me to do, to, to have this business opportunity not interfere with my life completely. Especially for the part-timers out there who necessarily can't work on their businesses 24 seven. All of the convenience that Etsy affords you allows you to continue living your day-to-day -day life without giving everything to the business uh, and, and you can still make a profit and you can still be successful. Absolutely. Hey guys, what's going on? And welcome to the Laser Source Podcast, the number one podcast. If you're looking to grow or scale your laser business, we're talking business today. Uh, the title of the episode, guys, best online storefronts for laser owners. Where are you going to sign up to sell your goods? Are you gonna be looking at Shopify? Are you gonna be looking at Wix or Etsy or you know uh, one, one of those other purveyors of online marketplace services? Uh, which one, why, what do you use, and why do you use it? This is a Zapped episode. Down in the description, you can find a link to our live stream release. Go ahead and sign that, and then click the link to join us in the studio. We'd absolutely love to have you in to hear your thoughts on this topic. Uh, today, I'm joined by Boyce, as usual. What's up, Boyce? What's up, brother? And uh, Kyle's here. What's up, Kyle? How you doing? What up, what up? Hey, and uh, special guest today, guys. I don't know if you've uh, met him before, but this is my brother, Chris. Uh, we're, we're in California. We're heading over to Light Object to take a tour of their facilities hmm. on Wednesday. So um, we're really excited about that. But we're here doing the podcast in the meantime. So uh, we're, we're just hanging out. So Chris is here. Chris, you just got your uh, you just got your first laser engraver today. What what did. what did I bring you? It got me an uh, auteur. Yeah, the uh, the off arrow laser one. Um, yeah. So this is this is his first laser ever. And back in the day, before laser everything was even a thing, uh, Chris and I worked together at the laser shop where I learned how to do laser engraving, uh, which was really cool. That was over at Snowmelt Laser Engraving. Shout out to Michael. But uh, this is your first one that you've like ever had on I your know. own. I, I did a dot so L far. Literally it's three great. seconds before the show started, <laughs> like Chris pressed start and the diode ran like his first little circle. So um, it was great. Uh, yeah, super I, I'm sucking <laughs> him in. I'm sucking him into the uh, into the culture here. So um, that's super exciting. But yeah, um, you know, we're we're here to talk about business today. Uh, I've I've been kind of around the block on this. I've done. I've had a, a fairly successful Etsy shop. Um, I've done Shopify. Uh, I've had a Wix store that I ran for a little bit. So I, I've messed with some of these things. Have you guys ever uh, messed around with any kind of like online marketplace? Um, I was considering going the Etsy route uh, for quite a while actually. And one of the big turnoffs for me at least was uh, looking at some of the requirements for, for bigger sellers. Uh, how so? It was within the last two years, I'm pretty sure. They changed over. So if you end up making more than 10 grand of sales in a 365 day period, they require you to do their like premium advertising bundle thing. So you are required. You It's not an opt-in thing at that point anymore. Now you're required to put uh, 12 to 15% of your shop's income toward advertising. 
and oh, you have no way of controlling how it's used. That's crazy. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, I had no idea that that was a thing. Definitely what about you, boys? Bottom line. Have no, you been, I've uh, never have you been poking around. Oh, I've definitely been poking around since we started talking about this on uh, this past week, and I uh, learned a lot about all the different hidden fees. A little like uh, like the Kyle was saying, this little nuance change they made. I think it's. I think Kyle. I think it was. I look more into it. I think it's fifteen percent or twelve percent what it is of your sales from the ad itself. I'm not sure if it's like through their link. Like if you click on their ad, that they get fifteen percent of that sale. I'm not sure if it's all your sales. You know what I mean? So I don't know. It's pretty. So vague. you're saying you're saying if they find you in search organically, they get fifteen percent more. Right, or, organically, they would you would not pay, but if it was via one of their ads, they take fifteen percent. That's what it kind of looked like. Uh, but like you yeah. said, there's no option. Like they're going to take money from you to, to produce those ads. Yeah, you know, kind but, of a bummer. Well, the big thing I've learned that Etsy is an online commerce store. It's like having a storefront in L.A. on Rodeo Drive. You know what I mean? Like you get all the traffic. The traffic's there. The, 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 um, the market is there. It's on your front doorstep. And you're competing against everyone else on that street. But they're there and their shoppers are there to buy. Shopify is more like it's a website and you got to go market yourself to bring people to go another block over off of the main drag. I'm over here like we're on the other side of the street where it's cheaper and it's easier. And you can kind of once you're on the street, there's um, you have more of the market like, OK, you can come into my store and you see only my products kind of. And once yeah. you do that, you kind of then you have their undivided attention and you can kind of then people remember your brand. So if you buy something from Etsy, they go, oh man, who made that? I don't know, I just got an Etsy. That's it. Your name, your brand really doesn't matter. It's just all about right. sales. And on right. Shopify, it's your store name gets recognized because it's it's your link to your, and you do your marketing. So that's kind of what I've seen so far is that's the big thing. Are you good at marketing? Then you should probably, you know, like Shopify has a different route for you can own more of your business and you can design yep. more of the shop. And Etsy's a little more, uh, I almost say cookie cutter, but it's pre prefabricated. Like everything's ready to go. Just click and, and enter stuff. You know, so that's what I've seen so far. Those are the two big differences from there. And the other one is just if you own your website, you own your your, your audience. Like you can get email lists and stuff like that too. So, it, you know, there's like pros and cons of all of them. Yeah, I mean, Josh uh, Varela. I want to make sure I get that right. Varela. Josh Varela says. Um, uh, Etsy is great for long-term leads, and then you can funnel them to your private website. And uh, BC Raid Glaw says, even with the marketing fee requirement, I've sold more than $40,000 this year, and my total fees are under 9%. And if you consider, I mean, the, at the end of the lot, at, at the end of the day, Etsy's providing a service, right? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, 10% overhead, I still think is far less than what you're going to see from like a traditional physical brick and mortar store uh right. by a long shot so uh it's yeah it's kind of a bummer it kind of sucks that you can't opt in or out to have your products advertised but that said um you know i i think you you are getting something for that money it's not mm -hmm. as long as you're just not getting anything at all right you know um so so i think that there's something there but there's a there's a cost difference too there's a, a fairly significant cost difference for the little guy because mm -hmm. when you're looking at something like Etsy, you can essentially sign up for free. I, I, I understand like we're talking about $10,000 worth of sales, but what if you aren't sure if you're going to do $1,000 worth of sales this year? Right. You right. know, um, 
Etsy, you can essentially just sign up. I think it's 10, 10 cents per listing. Um, and, and you're, and you're off to the races, uh, and, and they'll take a cut if you make a sale, but you know, that's far cheaper than the upfront cost investment you're going to see from something like Shopify, you know, Shopify, Shopify costs are pretty, it's not inexpensive. It's like 40, 50 bucks a month now. And then mm -hmm. if you don't know what you're doing, you're going to have to pay for premium themes. Or you're going to have to pay for somebody to come in, set the shop up the way you want it. You're going to have to make a significant time investment theming things and making sure that your cart and your checkout work and your payment processor is set up. Um, so there's a, while that's a, a better option for kind of keeping your brand, you know, and, and keeping your website branded to yourself, you, you're going to pay for that. You know, mm -hmm. uh, and I'm, again, I'm, I'm kind of focused. I mean, like the big guys out here that are watching this know the difference between these platforms. So I'm, I'm I definitely want to, you know, take some time and speak to the little guys. There's right. a there's a fair cost difference between these uh, as far as like getting started. I, you're paying for that Shopify store, whether you are making sales or not. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's a that's a that's a big deal, dude. That's something that we have to consider. Um, and that's why I like I, I really actually enjoyed the limited amount of time that I spent with the Wix shop that I had set up uh, when I was brand new. I mean, like brand, brand new. Um, that was really nice because it was inexpensive. I was already paying for a website because everybody's already paying for a website. The added cost to add their you know marketplace features and they're not Shopify level. They're not super premium, but it functions. It works. Uh, it's not that much more on top of the subscription you're already paying Wix for your website. Uh, and it's very like what you see is what you get. You know, it's drag and drop. It's click to create. Uh, and it's, it's very straightforward and simple to use. So for new users, uh, you know, I think that's a viable option. If you're an established business, you don't have to. You don't have to look at that kind of low grade options like that. But I, I still think that there's something there for people that are new to the game. B. Craig Law said, plus they deal with the sales tax, so no need to pay a bookkeeper or file state state sales tax forms. No, that's I don't know anything true. about that. That's That sounds Yeah, like so me. essentially most states at this point, the, the vast majority of states at this point, have some kind of marketplace facilitator law, which means if you own a marketplace where multiple vendors participate in the sale of goods, the facilitator of that marketplace is required to handle all of the sales tax for everything that goes on inside that marketplace. So mm -hmm. if you sign up for a Shopify store, Shopify is like, you're on your own, figure it out, you know, and you have to register for sales tax and figure out where you have nexus and mm -hmm. deal with all that. You have to file quarterly or monthly or whatever your state requires. Etsy just charges the sales tax and pockets it and they deal with it, you know, uh, and, and you don't really have to think about it. So. That's another huge bonus to going with an established marketplace uh, facilitators. That not only do you get their tools, you get their advertising, you get their traffic, but they're on the line for a lot of that kind of legal government stuff too. Not all of it. I mean, you're still running a business, do your due diligence, but uh, a, a good bit of it is taken care of by them that you normally wouldn't have to, uh, you know, that you, that you would normally have to worry about if you're trying to establish your own uh, setup first. Man, I think that's a huge, point. huge point. That, that, yeah, that's that, a great point. And also, like someone said in the comments, I, I couldn't go back and find it, but the idea is somebody said, I've learned from other things, is have an Etsy store and use that to drive traffic to a Shopify store if you yeah. have 
product sales because you're still paying 40 bucks a month. I think it is right now, right out yeah. the gate. So, and I, th I think that's a great tactic as long as you're generating revenue. Mm -hmm. If you're not generating revenue yet, that can get really expensive really fast. And you know, even with an online store, I you know we're very local first here at Laser mm -hmm. Everything. I feel like I always kind of end up leaning that way where you got to focus on your local markets first. That stands true even for online stores. Uh, when we when Monroe Laser Engraving was at its height right before we closed, so we could do YouTube for full time. Um, we actually used, so uh, I use Square Point of Sale, hmm. and Square Point of Sale has a built-in like online marketplace feature, and it funnels all of your sales directly through Square. So if you're already using Square to check out your local customers, uh, all of those customers that you make sales to online is very much like Shopify. All of those sales are also going to be funneled through Square. So if you're using a service like TaxJar or something like that to manage your sales tax, it's all going to be looking like it's coming from the same place. You're only withdrawing from one account. Uh, it was like an extra 20 bucks a month on top of like your Square fees. Uh, so there's, it, I think volume is, is really a, a key component here. You know, like what kind of volume are you expecting to do? Do you have an established customer base? Uh, are you starting from scratch? You know, I, I, these are questions that you have to ask yourself. And then you have mm -hmm. to say, like, how much are you willing to bleed on a monthly basis while you try to gain that traffic? Because if the answer is nothing or very little, uh, you know, it, it, like Etsy's a no brainer. You know, right. if you got a bunch of cash burning a hole in your pocket, you're just trying to get, you know, you want your own branded, like Kyle was saying, uh, your customer experience or you were saying uh, and you want people to remember your brand and, and money's just not a thing. Um, you know, there's nothing wrong with going with something like, like Shopify. If you have a very strong local business, you know, you've got customers coming in and out, maybe look into what your in-store point of sale offers for online uh, services. Because I'm telling you that that square setup was awesome. You could even people could order things online and then come in and pick it up from the shop. It had like a whole pickup, local pickup order thing, like built right into it. Um, and Building those revenue streams early on mm. focused on your local market can make it so that you can handle a larger weight of, you know, marketing and, you know, do the Shopify expenses, et cetera, uh, down the road because you've got the local income coming in already that can support you branching out into like the, those online spaces. So. Well, I think what we could do is even like give people some suggestions, like especially from you, Alex, since you've dealt with it more than any of us, of course, and you have an online business, you're trying to build a website that's all different monster to consider. Yeah. But um, yeah. like we should think, okay, we should make a some kind of a list of, okay, if you're, you have zero social media following, if you have zero sales, zero customers, like Better. maybe this is your best option because you don't have to pay as many fees, you get paid you pay your fees, you make points of sale like Etsy versus yeah. if you have a social media presence, you have some leverage, an audience to leverage um, yeah. online, then you can go with X, Y, and Z, you know, kind of like a different approach. Like you said, if you have a Shopify store and an Etsy, whatever, you know, like we can kind of give advice on that level. Um, if you're, yeah. and you know, you know I like as much as, yeah, as, as much as I love to, um, like giving advice, I really want to hear, because I know, I know people listening right now uh, have experience in this field and have uh, input 
that would be very valuable for everybody listening to this right now. Guys, I just want to remind you down in the description, there is a link to our podcast release. It takes two seconds to sign on DocuSign, and then we can get you in here uh, and, and you can share your opinions on the topic. We'd really, really like to hear what you have to say about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's a big world. There's a, there's a lot to, there's a, there's a lot to discuss, you know, it's not a simple, uh, simple topic. So I think the thing with Etsy is that's international and also it's everywhere, right? Yes. Like, so that's a big thing. Here. Good point here. For those of us that are engraving firearms, most you can throw most of all these card processors out the window is because of firearm sales itself yeah, basically, sure like that. basically anything that has anything to do with firearms there are like mm -hmm. three payment processors in the country mm -hmm. that have the, the right kind of insurance essentially to deal with those kind of sales uh and everybody else is just like no it's it's typically against the uh the terms of service to make firearm related sales uh with most of these payment processors uh usually from my takeaway from from the TOS is is generally like directly sales that directly relate to the firearms themselves. So I don't think that necessarily covers like accessories or add-ons, but it's kind of a gray area. Uh, it, it doesn't read in a very clear way. So, um, you know, but it's definitely something to consider. If, if you do any kind of firearms work at all, and you're looking for either an in-store point of sale or an online uh, payment processor, make sure that you completely read the terms of service, because if you miss something, uh, you could just lose your ability to take payments overnight. And I believe Barbara is a lawyer, so she might have something to say about some of these things. I too. would love to hear Barbara's thoughts on this. I'm so Absolutely. glad that she's uh, she's ready to come back on the show. And I think if you're if you're a gun person, you're going to you're, mm -hmm. you're most likely going to be local, you know, that's going to be yeah. your biggest market, like you're saying, start locally. Um, but yeah, firearms, ugh, a lot of yeah, the gray area stuff is, I mean, the, the local market, you can't really beat it for um, for firearms related things. That's that's kind of where you want to be. It's so much harder to start tackling those kind of things online. Mm. Yeah, and, and gray areas, the last thing you want to hear is a business when it comes to taxes and regulations, because that could be big problems. Yeah, I avoid gray areas if I can. <laughs> but yeah, watching all these. Uh, so we are we are complete with uh, Barbara. So Barbara's good to go. So we can go ahead and okay. get Barbara in here right now. Oh, she just dipped. She must have dipped out to sign it. There she is. All right. There we go. Welcome, Barbara. Hey, Barbara. Long time no see. So glad to have you back on the show. Well, thank you for having me back. You guys are talking about a topic that is always near and dear to my heart. Mm. Perfect. So what do you have to what do you have to share with us and enlighten us? So um, I yeah, I'm a lawyer. That's my regular ordinary day job. But I got a little side hustle because I sew and I make sewing machine tables and uh, and I patented my sewing machine table and I sell it on Etsy. I have a yep. very, very targeted market. Um, nobody really finds me unless they kind of know about me. So because you guys don't have, I mean, even the person who has an ordinary sewing machine does not need what I sell. So right. a very targeted market, but I decided to stick with Etsy in the long run because it, even with the fees associated with it, as an attorney who runs a very busy practice, 
the fees that Etsy takes makes it so much easier for me to do to to have this business opportunity not interfere with my life completely. Um, right. The I while I was thinking if I was going to join or not, I did look at my numbers. Um, I'm just about nine percent of my earnings for this year um, have been paid to Etsy for credit card processing fees and Etsy transaction fees. That's for this year. Um, I hit the mandatory uh, marketing fee thing like January 15th of this year. Um, so I hit the number very, very quickly. I had a big release early on this year. So I hit the yeah. number very early and that mandatory marketing fee is a requirement for the life of my store. Um, but I suppose I could open another store and for a different product and people will still find out because again, I have a very targeted market um, sure. and then sort of bypass it, but, I, but I'm not going to do that. I looked at it, my marketing uh, fees for this year. I'm at like $300 yeah. that I paid to Etsy for this marketing fee. Yeah. And I yeah. generated over $40,000. You're not losing sleep over it. No, no. It's like, yeah. you know, it's, I, I, as an attorney, I pay um, for my bookkeeper alone. I pay $700 a month. Yeah. One business, I have two law offices, so I pay $1,400. My husband has his own business. He uses the same bookkeeper. So we pay $2,100 a month to a bookkeeper. Mm, right. And that, that she does my payroll. She does my taxes. She does all my junk. But let's say you can find a bookkeeper for half that. So say $350 a month. I'm not paying Etsy much more than that. And I have a website to work with. I have a place that reminds me that I have to ship out these stinking orders. I have a place where I get my shipping fees reduced. Um, sure, I can go on pirate ship and, you know, it's ever, yeah, pirate ship. But, you know, I get my fees reduced. It's worth yep. it. oh, so you say like is especially for the part timers out there who necessarily can't work on their businesses 24 seven. All of the convenience that Etsy affords you allows you to continue living your day to day life without giving everything to the business. Uh, and, and you can still make a profit and you can still be successful. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's my opinion. I know a lot of other people feel very differently about it, especially with the Etsy price increase that went on earlier this year. They went a, a point and a half higher this year in their fees. It still didn't really make a dent that much um, to where it was annoying. Right. You know, for, and now I suppose if this was my full-time job, I'd probably be annoyed, but how am I going to drive that traffic? How am I going to maintain a website for those fees? Yeah. How am I going I to have a... Uh, a customer management platform for those fees. I think I think what, I think what really kind of irks people about stuff like this when it comes up to is that we get this magical little thing. It's an online store, and the overhead is virtually nothing. Mm -hmm. And we get really excited. We get really excited about that. Uh, but if you if you look at what an online store is at its core. It's literally an online store, usually a piece of software for tracking and fulfilling orders. And with Etsy, that is a very tiny piece of what is what, what you are signing up for with your Etsy subscription. And people just get so used to this idea that there's going to be no overhead uh, <laughs> that they get really mad when there's new fees. But I mean, look at the, tra the traffic numbers for Etsy alone are ridiculous. 
ridiculous. Uh, and they don't that that doesn't just happen for free. Like they spend like so many millions of dollars on advertising. I mean, it must be millions of dollars on advertising annually. Uh, and that money has to come from somewhere. You know, if you want to start from from square zero and you want to generate your own traffic and do your own marketing, sign up for Shopify. You'll keep yeah. your, your overhead will be lower, but your revenue is going to be lower, too, especially at the beginning. Uh, but, yeah, it's just I don't think people like when someone comes in and says your overhead is going up, yeah. <laughs> you know, but it costs money to do business. That's the thing. You know, it's always cost money to do business. It always cost money to do business. That's not something that's going away. Uh, and if, if you're getting a bunch of stuff handed to you, uh, you, you you're going to have to pay for it. There's no free lunch, right? Nope, never. One of the bigger, it, well, one of the, for me, as a big advantage, I'm in California. Um, our sales tax are high for everything that I purchase for my business because you know, yeah. it's more than 10% sales tax. Um, when I started paying a lot more attention to my overhead at the beginning of the year, um, I kind of didn't pay that much attention to it last year. As profitable, I was happy. Um, but when I started paying more attention to it this year, uh, one of the things that I discovered is that in California, you are not required to have a reseller's permit if you use an online store uh, marketplace facilitator like Etsy. So you don't need you can get your items purchased tax free if you have Etsy's reseller's permit number. And it took right. me several weeks to be able to get this information, but I was able to get this information to where all of the items that I purchase both on Amazon and every other store that I use for my business, I pay no sales tax on. So while I might have to pay it in these fees to Etsy, the fact that there is this relationship and all of my sales are done via Etsy, because that's what I disclose on my paperwork to be tax-free, I'm saving myself 10% on all of my core items, my boxes that I ship my items in. And you know, my packing supplies and the ink for this, you know, receipt printer and stuff. So yeah, that's, that's you know, Bar Barbara, I love having you on. I don't want to gloss over this because that was the that was the nugget right there. That is the yeah. nugget, guys. Um, take not advantage of that. That's incredible. Has that option. So um, right. I am going to be moving to Nevada. Um, Nevada requires you to have a reseller's permit. Fine, no problem. I'll get one. It's cheap. I think it's free. And I'll get one when I move there. But right now, I live in California, where if you sell on an online platform, and that online platform collects the taxes for you, you are not required to get a reseller's permit to where you have to file it with the state and do all of that stuff. And, and because California definitely pays attention to every penny that they yeah. can try to collect from you. Very difficult state to run a business in. And, but because I have this arrangement with Etsy, Etsy gave me the information I needed to put their reseller's permit number that they, that they got from California on my form. I submitted to all of my resellers or the places I purchased from, including Amazon and AliExpress, um, which I don't buy from that often, but I can. The paper company, the box company that I buy all of my supplies from, I pay no taxes. On yeah, because I mean, the, the alternative, right, is that you're going to purchase those items anyway, and you're going to pay sales tax on it, and you're never going to reclaim it because you're not collecting sales tax. So Wait, um, I, I have thousands of dollars worth of aluminum every month, like right. thousands yeah. of dollars. And, yeah. and if I had to pay taxes on all of that money, I just have to, I have to turn around and charge more money to my customers 
because I've got to cover all of that. So and let's, and be, re- let's be real for a second. That dwarfs what they're charging for this marketing fee. Yeah, yeah, it's huge. It's a big deal yeah. for me because I don't have to deal with the bookkeeping. I mean, for me, honestly, that's the whole, the whole sales tax collection and bookkeeping is kind of annoying and I don't want to deal with it. So I pay somebody to do it in my regular business. Now I have Etsy do it for me. But the fact that I can turn around and have getting all of my purchases for my supplies tax-free, I mean, Uline, there you go. They send me my supplies and I don't pay taxes for California. Not every state is the same way. You have to find out what your state requires. But if anybody runs a business and you buy supplies, whether you're using Etsy or not, first, if you're not using a marketplace seller, you have to pay sales tax. You have to turn around and give it to your state. They will find you. There's no doubt about yep. it. But if you if you purchase supplies for your business and you don't have a reseller's permit where you can get those, uh, those items purchased tax-free because you use them for your business, you're giving money away to your state that, and your county and your city that you don't need to give to. And I live in LA. Yeah. There's a bonus tax for living here. So yeah. avoid all of that if you can. And those are huge. Yeah. And just to be clear, um, I, I don't know how it is in California, in New York at least, just for the people that are very, very new to this, um, when you are claiming a, uh, exemption on sales tax it's for things that you are using that are going to be a part of the final product that you're turning around to sell so if you if you buy yourself a brand new fancy four thousand dollar computer you still have to pay sales tax on that it's not just a get out of sales tax free card it has to be like something that is going to end up physically like in the customer's hands. That's all of your materials. That's all of your, you know, like disposable, reusable, like that kind of stuff where, you know, like your hot glue or your, uh, you know, I I don't even have like good examples. Shipping labels. labels. The shipping labels is a clear example. They're cheap. What are they? 20 bucks on Amazon for a big fat roll of them. Yep. But I would never utilize that in any other place. I can't use it for anything else. And those yep. labels get put on every box that goes out the door. So the fact that I don't have to pay 10% tax on those shipping labels is huge. Or the yep. aluminum that I buy. Now that I have the fiber laser now, the raw the raw parts that I'm going to be engraving, um, yep. this is purchased tax-free so I can utilize it in that because this is going to end up in somebody else's hand someday. And yep. that's a big deal. The packaging supplies, um, mm-hmm. the stickers that I bought from Sticker Mule. And the, the idea behind this, guys, is that you are per, you can double taxation is illegal. OK, so so you are <laughs> paying sales tax on the, on, yeah, you're paying you're paying sales tax on the shipping labels and then you sell them to the customer as part of your expenses, you you are charging the customer for that shipping label and they're paying sales tax to you as well for that mm-hmm. product, right? So that's that product is being taxed twice. Uh, that's, what you, that's what you don't have to do, right? That's what we're avoiding. The customer pays the sales tax at the end of the sale. They are the mm-hmm. end user, which means Everything you don't have- Everything that is in their box that is handed to that customer is their right. full purchase price. The box, right. 
the, the marketing supplies, everything that's in there is theirs. So I don't pay tax because I don't use it and keep it. And I'm giving it off. That customer is paying 10% for California, 8% somewhere else. And they're yep. paying it. And that's being turned over to the government because that's what's the usable item. And if you yep. can avoid paying the initial sales tax, you leave either more profit in your own bank account or you can sell your items a little bit less than somebody else who doesn't know these little tricks. Well, mm -hmm. it's not trick, yep. it means a lot. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. That's what I think about every day. So that's that's beautiful information, Barbara. I was so excited when I saw your face pop up in the on the bottom of the studio. I was like, thank God Barbara came to share some freaking nuggets of gold with us today. And you've sure delivered a hundred percent. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, it's it's a big deal. I also say if you're in California, don't necessarily incorporate. I know you guys talked about this before. Um, you know, it's, here it's very expensive, unlike other states, to incorporate and manage yep. over a lifetime. But those are different issues. Um, yeah, yeah, we I'm should definitely do a. We should do an episode on that. I voice in our in our little secret back room chat was like, we need to just have Barbara on for a full episode. <laughs> it's like, yeah, hundred percent. The topic to talk about, and um, and I'll be able to give you know, give me enough notice, and we'll do some heads up. Yeah, we'll set something up for sure because I, I feel like you just have like so much to share. Well, and I have I have one question for Barbara though. Yeah, how please. would someone go about looking up their own state's guideline? What's the best way to go about finding the information for themselves? So the way I discovered it was I literally Googled because like it's our best friend, California Marketplace Facilitator Act. Mm -hmm. So I think the place to start would be your state marketplace facilitator act. I'm pretty sure every state in the U.S. is uh, part of this if your state charges sales tax on items. And not every state does, but mm -hmm. most of them do. So if, you, if that's the place to start. And then you generally can reach out to, if you live in a state that's not like California, where bureaucrats never answer the phone, um, you can potentially call your state tax collector's office that deals with sales tax revenue or the people that manage the reseller's uh, permit uh, through the state department, through the uh, taxation department. And you can reach out to them and ask them what are the requirements for people that solely sell on a marketplace facilitator, like an Etsy shop or an Amazon shop. Um, Keyword solely. Solely. So, so if I had a fair and like there randomly were these sellers that wanted to buy what I sell, which wouldn't happen, but if I were and I sold cash, I then have to individually report that because I'm, I can't, I can't get those items tax free or the raw product tax free because I'm not selling it on Etsy and I'm lying on my form saying I'm solely selling you. So, so like sometimes I'll get people who will just, they'll contact me on Etsy. They're like, yeah, I hate Etsy. Um, I don't want to give Etsy a nickel of my money, so can I just PayPal you the money? And I tell them no, mm -hmm. because I it's like they're not paying for it, and they're not going to get a discount because I won't give it to them, uh, even though they ask. Um, I, I, I say no because there is a reason why it has to stay on the Etsy platform, but I don't sell anywhere else. I don't sell on eBay, but eBay is a marketplace facilitator, so you can do, you can get eBay's number. Amazon's a marketplace facilitator. I think Shopify can collect taxes, but I'm not 100% sure how Shopify works because I avoided it. I saw their initial $50 monthly fee or whatever it was. I said, oh, God, no, I don't want to deal with that. Yeah. 
Um, so, so when you're looking at all of this, you start with your state, you know, start with obviously Google's perfect place for everybody to go tonight and then call your state tomorrow and see what their requirements are. And, and you should be able to find out. Um, I've looked at a few different states. I know because I have some friends in Idaho that sell in Texas, Texas, they all still require these, uh, you to have your reseller's permit, California for just, I don't know. We got lucky. Michigan does as, Michigan does as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm so really quick before I let you go, Barbara, I just want to invite you guys again to uh, please come on. I saw that we got a couple releases. I'd love to hear some of you, your guys' experiences with online marketplaces uh, and, and which ones have been successful for you, uh, what you've been using, uh, what you like, what you don't like. So please, if you haven't already, sign the release down in the description and then click that invite link to jump into the studio. We'd love to have you by. Before I let you go, Barbara, I just want your really hot, super quick takes on a couple of these comments, okay? Okay. Okay. Uh, it's Me says, if you're thinking about starting a business in California, you should just move. percent. <laughs> I'm building a 5,000 square foot house in Nevada that um, as soon as I pass the Nevada bar exam, my husband's going to be saying, why are we still living here? I absolutely agree with that. But there are what, 20 million people that live here. Not everybody can move out of California. So. Right. For sure. Uh, so next one, Stephen Ellis says, always incorporate, maybe LLC, but always incorporate. In California, your your minimum franchise tax board fee that you are paying, whether you make a nickel or you make a trillion dollars, the minimum you're paying is $800 a year. I think mm -hmm. there are better, I per, as a lawyer, I believe that there are better ways that you can protect yourself and um, you, you can never limit your own liability. If you make something terrible and somebody gets hurt, you are never overcoming your own personal liability ever. Mm. So having an umbrella over you doesn't always make sense. On the other hand, I used to live in Illinois. I practiced there. Incorporating in Illinois was $100 a year with a $25. Well, it, the, there was like a $75 fee and a 25 franchise tax board fee or you know, tax fee. Texas is yep. cheaper. Um, so when, when you're looking at that, these fees are a lot less in other places than in California. And, I, and my comment was specifically to California. It's not always the best idea to, to, pay, to cover an $800 tax. You have to generate something like I, I want I did the math once. I want to say it's like $9,000 in sales mm -hmm. in California before you overcome the $800 tax that you're going to pay to California every year, no matter what you're not generating $9,000 in sales. Right. Why or and that just depends on your profit margin. So, not necessarily always get advice from an attorney in your area to see what your liability really is. I I turn people down. Whoa! 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 Barbara got fried by the IRS. <laughs> they, they were like, she is she's giving away all of her secrets. Somebody get her off there right now. <laughs> Poor Barbara. Thank you so much for coming on, Barbara. I'm assuming you're still watching. Um, we've got Bo hanging out in the back yes. room, but Bo, I do need a I do need a fresh release, bro, before we can bring in. Uh, there's a link to it down in the description. Can't wait to hear what you uh, got to say, though. 
Barbara, seriously, thank you so much for your time. You're always a delight to have on. I, I love hearing your opinions about everything. So many great points there by Barbara. So many Dude, great points. Uh, that's that's like $5,000 of free legal advice you just got in about five minutes. <laughs> Dude, for I'm real. Serious. For real. Yeah, there's, uh, there's no joke about that. Um, all, it's just, all the gold uh, nuggets of good info. Yeah. And uh, so we've got Bo Designs ready to go. I'm going to bring him in here. What's up, man? <laughs> Nothing. I, <laughs> I was late to the stream, and I'm like, they're talking about businesses online. Let's get in there. So we're we're doing it, dude. So what do you got for me? Ah, uh, well, uh, first of all, I'm in Canada, so it's totally different. My goodness, the lighting is terrible. Hey, there I am. Um, it's a little bit different here. Uh, for for just a standard, you know, like sole partnership company, we're we're usually, um before we need to start charging taxes, we're, we're looking at $30,000 is where, where our limit is. So, I mean, yeah. we're, we're, you, you can do pretty good um, for a small business before you actually have to start charging your customer taxes. Now, obviously <laughs> when I put it on my tax return, I'm going to end up having to pay taxes on that income. But um, it, it's kind of weird because when you're dealing with the customer, customers come in and be like, well, is there any tax in that? Be like, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> as, I get, right. as soon as I get bigger, then yeah, I'll have to. Uh, I have a large yeah. corporate customer that's that's pushed me to the point where I'm like, now I'm going to have to start charging taxes. So in, in uh, Canada, does it depend on your state or is it like a federal thing? How do they well, handle that there? Each each province slash state has different uh, tax tax um, tax rates, I guess. Tax uh, sure. So. The tax laws. So right here we have 15%, what they call a harmonized tax in our province. Um, but as you go across the country towards the West more, the tax is a little bit less because of the way the province is and the, the industries that are in the province, they charge their residents less tax. But um, right. for the most part, government will take their cut 5% for, for the government. The rest goes to a provincial tax or a state tax. Um, but in the end, you end up paying 15%. And I have a full-time job as well, uh, mm. plus my business. So that puts me in a higher tax bracket because of my income plus this. And right. So, yeah. So so you are selling um, online though, right? Absolutely. So, I, so what, pla what platforms are you on? What do you use? Well, unfor not unfortunately, but fortunately, I, I've done quite a bit of web design in the past. So I do my own, uh, I have my own hosting clients and stuff like that. So I do WordPress stores what i have so i have a website and i use uh woocommerce to mm -hmm. to merchandise my my items and then i just i got facebook so i got my woocommerce hooked up with my facebook and we just hit campaigns on facebook so um and then that leads so, traffic so back that's, to that, yeah i was gonna say that's really that's interesting to me because that's not something that we've really we've really touched on yet is like if you do go the own route your own route with uh, you know, away from the marketplace facilitators that yep. suddenly like all of your sales fall on you. You know, you yep. have to you have to generate that traffic. You have to generate those leads. And you're saying Facebook is your go to for that. Any social media. I mean, you could even tap into like Instagram and Twitter. I mean, if you want to be super active on social, I mean, that's all free advertising platforms for you. You just need yeah. to get in oh. with a few good, good social partners and before you know it, the traffic is coming in and you have more orders than you can even fulfill. Right. So, um, so talk, talk, talk to me about that. Do you have some tips for the people that are listening on how to 
uh, leverage social media to to generate this traffic. I, we don't have to go super deep, but just kind of like point people in the right direction. This is something I've, I've always sucked at uh, personally, so I don't even have a lot to share on this topic. But I'm really interested because you sound like you're having a lot of success with it. Yeah. So obviously, leverage leverage the things that that are that are free for you. So family and friends free, right? So absolutely. As soon as you create your Facebook page, get your friends and family on there because they're the ones that are always the most enthusiastic of the things that you're making um, and sharing and selling. And then before you know it, you know, your mom's friends are posting and saying, oh, that's pretty. And maybe my niece will want that or blah, blah, you know what I mean? So word right. of mouth is huge. The other big thing that I found that kind of works too is there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of group by Facebook groups. I don't know if you guys do that in the States, um, but here my wife's actually part of uh, what they call Maritime Moms. And mm. it's essentially 15,000 people, mothers, fathers, parents, whatever, that right. are in this group to leverage group bots, right? So, you know, and, and most of it is around kids, geared to kids. We do a shit ton of sales for Christmas ornaments in that group. Right. So every year we do uh, Christmas in July and then we do another last minute run for those people that just miss Christmas in July um, for right. ornaments. And, you know, right there, you got you got an audience of 15,000 people for free and you just you hmm. can take part in the group. Now, my wife's an admin, so she goes and she goes to the meets and what they have their own logistics system. So they go to the central spot. Everyone divvies up all of their all of their buys, they call them to all of the admins and then the admins take them to the people that are in the, their, their vicinity. So they essentially set up a, a uh, wholesale group on Facebook and a logistics network and right. we're in it. So now every time we got something going on at Christmas time, or I, I got some new product that I'm doing for teachers, you know, chalkboard erasers or whatever, throw that, put a couple pictures on there, do a buy and get two, 300, 300 sales and you know it adds up pretty quick yeah yeah that sounds amazing and i mean so are you are you doing like posts to a group of followers like do you do like a social following or these little connections i'm not spending any ad money at all right right so it's i'm doing my own posts in the marketplace myself um and and when those are in your I guess, archive of, of the things that you've done, all of my items are linked to my website. So even just getting a couple people in our local marketplace, clicking on some things. Now I get traffic to my site. I get online purchases for my site. I get inquiries in my Facebook message box of products. Um, I either drive them to the site or because it's a custom order, I deal with them directly. Um, because I got a full-time job, I kind of can't like, this isn't my full-time job. So right. I have to be careful on how much I intake. I'm sure if I went full blown and spent some money on Facebook, $5 ads for some views and whatnot, I'd get more traffic. But right now I'm, I'm doing pretty good with a couple of heavy, uh, I guess, larger companies in town using our laser services because they don't have a laser um, yeah. for now. <laughs> but uh, but aside from that, we, we, we do pretty good, you know, like a couple grand in some organic sales from Facebook. And then, uh, and then when we do pushes on these groups, uh, you can get into one, one or more groups too. 
Um, you know, especially if you're just just a member of the group, not an administrator. You're just a member. You can go into multiple groups, get connected with a couple admins and say, hey, I make a product. Do you want to run a buy in your group? And then those admins are essentially selling stuff. All you got to do is send an email picture and say, hey, I got something new coming. Do you want to run it in your group? If you're in three or four groups with 10 to 15,000 people a group, like you're not spending any money. So yeah, that's crazy. I, you know, I've been I've been in out and around of Facebook and I've not seen that kind of like Facebook group setup yet. Uh, and that that sounds yeah. really cool. Yeah, that sounds really, really cool. So just investing some time and searching through groups that are available. I mean, using some keywords probably might get you there, too. Um, yeah. I was on Etsy. I had very low sales. I had probably a, a small product listing of 20 items. And I was getting no traction whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So, because mm-hmm. uh, my area, they're not on Etsy. They and and then a couple sales that I got from the area, they they were you know dicking me around. Oh, you shipped the product, it didn't get here on time. I want my money back. You know, like I was like, I got no time for that. So, and then yeah. Etsy wanted to cut. So I'm like, right, right. If I'm gonna have cr- cranky customers or or have to refund, well, then I might as well get all of the sales, do all of the work, right? So, yeah. but again, I, I mean, that's that's a good point too, though. If and, and I'm glad that you said that. If if something's not hitting, you have to know when to stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried yeah. it. It was like eight month, eight months. I was I was on Etsy driving, trying yeah. to drive, drive, drive. And, and I, I watched videos and everyone's like, get Etsy, man, get Etsy. It's got, it's got a huge user base, you know, like, uh, all the crafty moms are on there and, you know, like, but that's the thing. It's saturated. It's a saturated market on there. Right. And, and you're absolutely competing with the person that's doing a dollar less than you or even 50 cents less on a product. Right. Because there's so much abundance there. Um, it's not niche. So, yeah. That's uh that's that's really good, man. That's that's great stuff as usual. Uh, I'm glad that you came on. Thank you for sharing your input with us. I learned more about Canada today. My goal every time we have you on the show is to just learn a little bit more <laughs> about Canada. Uh, yeah. I, I, so far, I'm liking what I'm hearing, dude. That thirty thousand dollar limit thing uh, sounds like a really nice break for people trying to get started. They have the harmonized tax. That yeah. sounds like a nice tax. harmonized tax. This is very Canadian, right? Yeah, yeah. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I'll give, you, I'll give, you, give you one more point or two. Your your local state or maybe even your local town usually has um, a, a biz, co- business commerce commerce. Uh, like um, a group, a business group. I'm trying to think mm-hmm. of what the name it yeah. is here. But um, if you join that, typically you get benefits from that too. So like better insurance rates and 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 you start networking with the businesses within your town or your your city. Um, yeah. Now they all, they start knowing, hey, there's somebody that does laser work, right? And then you start that small network there. It's usually a small fee. Like they charge us 120 bucks a year here to be on the, uh, the commerce site or... I can't remember. I know what you're talking about. We have them in our. We have every county has a, a business commerce like a yeah network. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it gets you connected. And and as soon as people start noticing, like we got tons of contractors and house builders here, and you know real estate agents. Geez, you can get in with some real estate agents yep. in your area. Cutting boards, uh, custom coasters, just on three millimeter plywood with a cork back glued on. Like yeah, it's gold. 
Yeah. Well, I have one question for you, though, about taxes. In Canada, do you guys have the value-added tax, the VAT? We don't have a VAT, no. Okay. I was no. curious about that. Okay, because that's like a huge thing in Europe is 10 to 20% averages, the VAT, right? Um, which would affect European business, that's for sure. Yeah. I was just curious about that. I, I, try, I try to stay as local as I can right now. That. Safe from that here in North America, thankfully. For now. Yeah, for now. <laughs> for now. Yeah, totally. Well, uh, Bo, as as always, yeah. sir, uh, absolutely our pleasure to have you by. Thank you so much. And uh, hopefully we can have you back on for an episode really, really soon. Yeah, not a problem. It's a pleasure. All right. We'll see you, dude. See you. Cool. See you. All right. Wow, we are uh, we are really killing it. I'm I'm gonna give it just a couple more minutes here because we did have some people sign. This always happens. We have a couple folks uh, sign uh, the release and then they don't make it into the studio. <laughs> uh, so we'll we'll give them just a couple more minutes. But uh, mm -hmm. I feel like we learned a good bit today. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm just starting everything out fresh here. I'm coming from ground zero, and yeah, just like he was saying on Facebook, I'm part of the mill. I'm a veteran. So that's my free leverage. Like I have leverage. I have some, uh, a standing. I'm just a, no Joe Schmo coming to market to him. I just say like yesterday, thanks to, I will say this, thanks to your guys' work in the past is the, the settings, the parameter library. Yep. Guys, yep. I made this on my first pass. I didn't make any scrap, like zero yep. scrap. I made a, this simple, cheap thing that's really not a lot of overhead and it took about five minutes. Yep. And I just went out with that. I didn't, yeah, I didn't say, I didn't say, Hey guys, you want to buy this? I said, well, I look what I made today and just left it at that. Yeah. And I said, this is, I just said something stuff like, I remember drinking out of these things in the military. Don't you guys? And kind of made a interactive kind of post on Facebook. And then well, you, you met people on a level you understand and a level right. you know that that audience mm -hmm. is on. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, a shared experience. You met them on their level. Yeah, totally. 100%, man. And just that that cost me nothing. And I already have like 30 people DM me or in the thing say, how much? Take my money. What yeah. You know, like, and it's like those, like he's saying, I think Facebook could be the place that if you're in like, uh, they also have like counties, uh, like for me in Berrien County, Michigan, it's like they have a Berrien County uh, garage sale site where people just list things for sale. And you yep. can search things in the search bar. So I think there's a lot of ways doing local stuff, like you were saying, Alex, where you can dominate your local area and say, okay, I have this thing and get your name out there and people know that you're available. Same thing like Dude, you were saying. You know, I, I hit that so often on the podcast, but it's so true. If you don't, if you don't have that good local base, it's so much harder to start reaching out and holding weight out here without mm -hmm. that core setup, That's right. you know? Mm -hmm. um, it, it just makes such a huge difference and it makes everything else that you try to do to grow your business easier when you have established revenue coming from a local market. It just does. Yeah. Um, but that's a, a conversation for another time, guys. We've heard pros and cons for Etsy. We've heard pros and cons for Shopify. Uh, we, we've talked about some uh, less you know, traditional methods of reaching customers like via Facebook. I, Jimmy freaking Jimmy makes a billion dollars selling his stupid signs and all he sells them, all he sells them on is Facebook. They're not stupid. Jimmy's a craftsman, but like <laughs> all he, all he does is Facebook. He literally just makes friends with people on Facebook and then sells them signs. That's it. 
And I've never understood that because I've never been good at that. So it's really always interesting to hear how people are leveraging social media in, in different ways. And there are so mm -hmm. many ways to do that. It's not just buying ads on those platforms. You know, uh, there, there are people out there growing businesses by making real connections with people. And it takes a lot of time, uh, but it works. I, we, we've had so many examples of that on the show. Uh, I'm going to call it there, guys. I think that's it. We're at 56 awesome. minutes. We've got to record a bonus episode today because we missed on uh, we missed on on Tuesday there. Thank you again to everybody who came out on Tuesday. I'm so sorry that my internet just just couldn't pull the weight, guys. I, I was seriously like in the woods uh, on Tuesday. So it's good to be back where I have a stable internet connection. We're going to go ahead and uh, start recording a bonus episode for you guys. I think we're going to be recording today. I don't think we're going to be live just because of the tentative yeah. setup uh, of, of my current situation over here. But I will have that up for you guys shortly. I'll make sure I get it edited and it'll go up in the next day or two. If you want to listen to that, that bonus episode, which we talking probably a lot about Chris's new laser. Uh, if you guys want to chat about that, definitely go sign up for the Laser Master Academy. It's the number one way to support the channel. Uh, you know, you get a great community. You get starter parameter libraries. You get, uh, we, so I haven't even really announced this yet, but the very first laser sprint is coming up. We're having guest content creators coming in, doing short courses and seminars for LMA members only. Uh, we're gonna be doing like hot topic, uh, question and answer sessions. And all of the staff members are going to be available for free coaching calls, one-on-one -on -one coaching calls all week long during the laser sprint. It's going to be amazing. Uh, we've got more details coming about that soon, but it will only be available for LMA members, the people who make this and all the other content we do on the channel possible. If you're an LMA member, if you're an LMA member thank you so much for your contribution. We seriously, none of us would be here uh, without you. And, uh, you know, that's it, guys. Smash that like button. Let everybody else know the content was good. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. Those five-star ratings go a really, really, really long way. Links to the Discord and Facebook down in the description. That's all I've got. Thank you, co-hosts, for coming on. Thank you for being here. I can't Let's wait go. to talk to you about that little thing. Oh, me too. I give Chris a week before he, he gets it in the eye, but we'll see. <laughs> I'm sure he'll be fine. He's a scientist. He works with lasers at work. Sure do. You do yeah. like optics and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Laser filters. If you want to hear about like Chris's crazy freaking job, go sign up for the LMA. <laughs> That's all I got, guys. I love you all. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you in the next one.